This is the Homegrown Podcast, brought to you by the Agriculture and Natural Resources Union of the Harris County, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Office. For our first episode, we thought we would do Meet the Agents. The Homegrown program has been going on for about a year now. We've been doing the uh, video programs uh, and the newsletter. And we thought the next step would be to uh, develop a podcast. So we want to welcome you uh, along with us on this journey. Uh, And I'd like to introduce the other agents uh, that have been working uh, on these programs for the past year. Uh, We've got Shannon Dietz, who is our Ag and Natural Resources agent. And we've also got Brandi Keller, who is now our horticulture agent. So she recently moved from the uh, program coordinator for the Master Gardeners uh, and is now our uh, horticulture agent. So we, we're back to two horticulture agents here uh, in Harris County. And of course myself, I'm Paul Winsky, uh, the other hort agent. So um, let's just introduce ourselves. What do you say? Uh, Brandy? Sounds good. Uh, go ahead. Give us a little background. Oh, well. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be first. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on the new role. <laughs> ladies first, ladies first. Thank you. Um, yeah, I am a Brandy Keller, and uh, for the last four years, I've been the Master Gardener Program Coordinator here in Harris County. Uh, when you talk background, Paul, do you want to go back? Like, Whatever you want to share with us, uh, I, I figure we can let 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 the people that are supporting us know, you know, who we are, what we've done, and um, you know, just uh, give them an idea of uh, um, the folks that are uh, putting these programs together for them. All right, gotcha. Well, uh, I guess I'll I'll go way back and just say that um, I initially left uh, Ohio and joined the U.S. Navy. I was active for four years in in the reserve for almost uh, 10 years, and then I made my way, actually I stayed in Virginia, and that's where I um, got a two-year degree in landscape design, and I worked as a landscape designer at a small uh, family-owned business there, and once I left there, I went back to Ohio, went back to school, and just to skip over a bunch, uh, I ended up in Texas about, well, it would be about five years ago now. So since then, I've been with uh, Harris County um, AgriLife Extension as the program coordinator, as I talked about. And really, that's that's a lot of moving parts in that position. Uh, we have uh, well over 200 volunteers, and those volunteers go out and they serve the community. Uh, talking about and helping educate about gardening and horticultural practices. Uh, And as Paul mentioned, uh, I'll be in the role as horticulture agent now. So not a whole lot's going to change, but um, a whole lot will change too at the same time. (laughs) That's right. You'll be getting more (laughs) phone calls and uh, more... they're going to want your time a little bit more, but uh, it, 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 it's all a positive thing. Yep. Uh, Shannon, how about you? You're originally from Boston, right? That's right. How can you tell? I'm Boston beans all the way uh, with crawfish. Uh, so good morning, everyone. My name is Shannon Dietz. I'm the Ag and Natural Resources Agent for Harris County 
Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. Uh, I am originally from Southwest Louisiana, and um, I have been in Texas uh, for just about three years now in the role of Ag and Natural Resources Agent. Uh, previously, before joining uh, Texas A&M, I was with the LSU Ag Center and uh, Mississippi State doing 4-H youth development work in those two organizations and really enjoyed my time with youth development work and that gave me uh, a strong platform for moving up into the world of adult education. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a true LSU Tiger. Uh, I got my master's from LSU and uh, so I get good grief about it during football season whenever football season rolls around with A&M and LSU, they always play each year towards the end of the season, so it's a good rivalry. So I enjoy, uh, in my spare time, uh, keep it up with college sports. Uh, I love teaching people about agriculture, um, and I love the outdoors. So one of my primary roles here with Extension Service in Harris County is teaching people about ag literacy. Um, and, you know, we are... Um, one of the largest urban counties in the United States with a population that exceeds most states in the United States. Um, so we have a lot of people that aren't familiar with where their agriculture or their produce or how things develop before they get to their, their dinner table or the clothes they wear and different things like that. So it's a really good challenge for me to be able to teach educational programs. I kind of bring the ag part into the homegrown series um, where you know, we teach a lot of stuff that um, people might not be familiar with, like uh, like the one that's coming up pretty soon is going to be on dairy. Um, and we're going to get to find out how dairy products are important in your everyday um, diet plan, uh, nutrition, how dairy, how milk is produced, the whole process on that, everything. So... Um, it's really fun. It's a great part of my job teaching people about agriculture. And, you know, in Texas, we're one of the major producers of many, many of our agronomic crops, uh, cattle, uh, cotton, uh, just to name a few, corn. Uh, we're up there on that. So we have, even though we don't see it on a daily basis here in Harris County, uh, if you travel outside of Harris County for about an hour, hour and a half, you'll see a lot of the crops that we're really uh, known for and that we help feed the United States. So um, I'm glad to be part of the Ag and Natural Resources Department, uh, the Ag Unit, and uh, glad to be here today. Yeah, I, you know, Shannon, I must say, when uh, you, you do some of your topics that are, are you know, not just gardening or horticulture, um, I, I think we get a lot of positive feedback um, because there, there's, there are topics that, you know, we don't normally think about, or we don't, especially in an urban county, it, it, it's always a little bit different. So, uh, it, 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 it's, it's kind of good to bring that in and, and to shed some light on it. Yeah. So, and it's always good to me because it's lifelong learning. I mean, things exactly. are always changing technology exactly. wise, especially in the ergonomic front. So it not only, you know, uh, it's continuing education for me, but I also get to, to teach people that part as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I guess I'll just follow along uh, just to give a, a brief background. Um, I've been with Extension now for eight years, uh, and I came from the industry side. So I've always been either working in greenhouses or nurseries uh, way back when, even working with landscapers. 
I've been in Texas now for 22 years. Uh, so uh, I guess I'm one of those damn Yankees. Uh, moved from the, uh, the. He's a Philly boy. There you go. Originally from Philadelphia. Um, so grew up in an urban area. Not much, not much land there, but uh, got into horticulture that way. Uh, moved to Texas to work for a one, at the time one of the largest nurseries uh, in the industry, and I did new product development, which was a great job. Really enjoyed it. Learned a lot about the industry. Uh, I did some technical support for another company prior to this position, uh, and uh, just sort of uh, you know fell into this position uh, with extension, and it, and it's been in- interesting. It is definitely in- different than working with uh, any industry. Uh, uh, education, academia, uh, it is a different perspective, but it has been a lot of fun. I've been able to use the information that I've gained working in the industry and uh, in, in helping uh, growers and anybody within that, that green industry uh, to help them along and provide the programming that they need. So, um, so that, that, that's a little bit of my story. Um, and y'all stay pretty busy with that. I mean, uh, we have a lot of what I call uh, patio gardeners and uh, small plot gardeners and everything that that y'all help a lot of people with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you gave an excellent presentation yesterday on uh, fabulous house plants and so forth. So um, I thought that was really good. And you know, a little plug for the homegrown series that we do every um, Thursday at ten o'clock a free service by Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. And uh, we do that twice a month. And our, uh, if you're ever interested in finding out what some of those topics are, uh, you can contact our office or you can email one of us. Um, and I guess we'll share that information maybe kind of towards the end or something, um, how they can contact us. or um, But uh, it's a really great free series. to, to uh, It's an hour. Um, and you get to answer, ask questions and different things. So, um, it's really well done. Yeah. You know, talking, let, let's talk about that uh, a little bit more. I, I, I think that's a good segue. And, you know, this time last year, you know, the homegrown series is now a year old. Um, you know, who would have thought it? Time flies. Uh, this time last year, we didn't know what Teams was. We didn't know what Zoom was. And, um, you know, uh, in 2020, we, we put on, uh, 30 programs. Um, so between the three of us, uh, we did have another agent that helped us out early on. But um, And for most people, they don't realize that most of our programming before was face-to-face. Exactly. So, exactly. So, so uh, you know, when we came up with this idea as a team, um, what did you think it was going to lead to? Or what were your thoughts as we were getting ourselves into this? Uh, what? Yeah, it was it was a whole lot at first. Um, I th- I think we weren't really quite sure what to anticipate. You know, maybe that it was going to be super temporary. Of course, you know, I think the homegrown was inextricably linked to the pandemic, and we didn't know, you know, if if that was going to go away quickly. Um, and then we soon realized that it wasn't going to. Um, so <clears throat> I know we. We did, uh, we planned for a couple months at a time, and then after a couple months, we're like, well, do we keep on going? And we're like, why not? Um, but as we've all seen that uh, we've gotten a really great response to it, so the question would be, why wouldn't we uh, continue it? <clears throat> because we just kept getting more and more interest. And then, of course, 
there are certain topics that are always going to, um, you know, attract more people. Uh, but that doesn't dissuade us from uh, really switching it up. Um, you know, I know at least with my interest, uh, I definitely add in the gardening and horticulture aspects, but, you know, my degree's in conservation also, so I, I really like to talk about animals, um, you know, that we encounter in the county that perhaps we don't have like a real positive relationship with um, and how to build those positive relationships with wildlife and how to attract more wildlife to our gardens. So I think with this whole process, um, we were able to tap into each of our strengths, um, but then also assess what the public was liking to hear, what, what, they, what their requests were, and uh, I think it leads to a lot of creativity, but also addressing topics that probably have not been really addressed in a long time because of our limited in-person opportunities. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I would agree with that. I think it, it's, it's allowed us to, A, reach more people than in B, I guess, for ourselves, uh, sort of broaden our, our reach or our, our portfolio of, of talks that we've uh, developed because we're probably doing some topics that we never thought we'd be doing. Um, and so it's, it, the, the challenge uh, has been good. Um, Shannon, what do you think uh, about where we've come with this and, and where we, what we started with a year ago and where we're at now? Yeah, it just kind of goes to show you the changing face of education and how we're constantly evolving as an institution of higher education. Uh, we take that research-based information from Texas A&M AgriLife uh, and we disseminate that back to programs and through conversations like we're doing here with the citizens of Harris County and, and those within our reach and so forth. So uh, I think to stay viable in the world of education, you have to change with the times. And uh, we're definitely addressing that challenge. Uh, I think we've been on the forefront here in Harris County with your leadership um, and with uh, Extension's leadership, you know, our support uh, for promoting uh, virtual learning, if you will. Um, it, it is definitely, uh, like Brandy said, expanded our reach to people, our uh, non-traditional audiences, if you will, uh, that people have never heard of AgriLife Extension before. Um, you know, we, just a little bit about AgriLife Extension, uh, you know, we are based in all 250 counties of Texas, um, and we are run by the Lane Grant University, Texas A&M uh, AgriLife, or Texas A&M University. And Texas A&M AgriLife is a division of the university. And um, there is an organization like us in every 50 states. So we were established by the U.S. government way back when. And uh, so that's some interesting history there. But uh, our roots are founded in education. Uh, one of the first things that uh, helped us develop was an agriculture agent helping to uh, helping farmers plant corn and cotton and different things like that, introducing new varieties to them. So we've come a long way, and this just kind of um, continues down that road, if you will, of how we've evolved for our teaching and so forth. So, um, yeah, it's been a great ride. And I really like this this concept. Um, you know, I was a little hesitant about getting started and everything, but uh, I think it's going to be a good good avenue for us. 
Well, we've gotten, you know, we've received a lot of feed, positive feedback. Um, you know, the, the technology every now and then uh, causes some problems. Uh, <laughs> and some people have some issues. But I think overall, um, it, it's been a plus. We, we, we're reaching a lot more people. And so hopefully they know more about AgriLife Extension than um, maybe what they did a year ago. Yep. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, we will keep moving along. We'll keep trying new things. Um, Will we be successful with them all? Maybe not, but that's okay because uh, you know we'll we'll learn something new from it. So, yeah, who would have thought last March? You know, when when the rodeo was going for a few days, that uh, I think if someone said, "Hey, you know what? I think you guys are going to be doing a podcast next year," we'd be like, "What? Yeah. Good <laughs> idea, but uh, <laughs> nice idea, know. but uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah." So we, we feel that this podcast is just that next uh, iteration of the next branch on the uh, homegrown tree, I, I should say. So, um, so let me ask you guys: What do you think is our um, what you know? We've all been in AgriLife for a while. We've been in Extension for a while. What What's the thing that really motivates you that you look forward to coming to work every day uh, as an Extension agent? Um, and what is, you know, uh, what do you think is maybe one of the biggest challenges you've got to deal with? Shannon, I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, one of the biggest challenges that I deal with here is uh, I've always worked in rural settings before. So a lot of my clients, uh, already knew what agriculture was, you know, basically, I mean, everybody knows what the term agriculture is, but how it's related to their livelihood, how it's related to their families, uh, you know, and different things like that. They, uh, they really didn't have that connection. And so one of the things that I really enjoy about this job is teaching people, um, especially, and then teaching people about agriculture. Um, it's, uh, you know, one of the foundations that uh, we established in this great country many hundreds of years ago. Uh, I'm a third generation farmer myself, uh, and um, I'm very proud to carry on that tradition. And, you know, uh, farming is the livelihood that keeps America running, if you ask me. Um, I think, you know, when we look back at the pandemic, when it started, if everybody remembers going to the grocery stores and seeing empty shelves of meat, uh, they, there was no eggs, there was no meat, there was no paper products. Um, and each one of those is related to the ag industry, whether you think about that or not. I mean, you're talking about the timber industry, you're talking about the poultry industry, you're talking about the beef industry, pork industry, and so forth. So it had ripple effects, that, uh, the pandemic, not only on how we um, interacted with one another, but also how we lived our lives. Uh, people were really worried about where they were going to get their food from and, and where they were going to, how they were going to feed their families and so forth. So we had a really big spike, if you remember, Paul, about people wanting to do backyard gardens uh, and grow their own, uh, uh, put their own flocks down, uh, chickens um, to raise eggs and different things like that. So uh, we really came full circle with a lot of people being exposed to agriculture for the first time and you know um and how vital that is in everybody's lives you know a lot of times we take for granted uh when we go to the grocery store that everything's going to be full all the time you know or uh you know we're the united states of america we should have full shelves all the time and uh you know sometimes it takes um 
a pandemic like this to really hit home and make people realize that we are dependent on farming and the farmers that um, produce these crops for us on a daily basis. So that's what drives me every day and so forth. So sorry to be so long-winded about that, but uh, it's a passion of mine. And uh, and I think that's what keeps me coming back to the office every day. Awesome. Okay. And how about you, Brandy? Well, in talking about passion, I think when we're when you deal with a lot of your coworkers and everybody that works with an extension, a lot of times they do have like a real passion for their particular discipline. So I, I think that does come out. So um, that's definitely an advantage of coming to work every day, knowing that you're going to be able to talk about or create things uh, that you know that will benefit the public, but also that you're very passionate about. One of the things that I was really um, intrigued me when I even learned about the whole concept of extension is that uh, it is research-based. We say that it's research-based, but what does that mean? Well, it comes from actual resource, um, actual research, like with Texas A&M or Ohio State or, you know, one of these universities. Working in, um, you know, at a small nursery, you know, all these businesses, whether they're um, you know, lawn maintenance or nurseries, uh, they have extensive knowledge. Some of them, are, you know, are family owned and they know what they're talking about. But at the end of the day, they're also trying to make a profit. So I know with uh, landscaping, uh, it was much easier to design a, um, to do a design based on the stock. Uh, because that cost less for the um, the owners, and so it seemed like there was always this kind of agenda. Everyone's going to have an agenda, but I think when it comes to extension, a lot of that agenda is taken out of the equation. And it's like, no, you know what? We're we're just giving you the facts, and we don't have that um, agenda pushing us where we're going to try to gain something from it. So I, I've always appreciated that aspect of it. And with the challenge, um, you know, at least with the Master Gardener program that I've dealt with, you know, we're out all among the community, you know, in libraries, now online, uh, in, um, you know, we work with Mercer uh, Botanic Gardens, we, you know, we, we volunteer there and we do uh, little articles, uh, but where was I going with that? <laughs> Your challenge, you challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of times, you know, in the farmers markets, um, you're you're where the people are, right? So I think the biggest challenge, like with the with gardening, putting gardening information out, and with the master gardeners and volunteers, is that sometimes the folks that need the information the most aren't able to make it to. They're they're not able to go to farmers markets on a regular basis or get online. So how do we reach those limited resource audiences that may need the information? Um, you know, maybe their life depends on you know growing you know their own food. So how do we get that information to these audiences that may not have all the advantages of other audiences? So. Um, yeah, I you know I I would agree with that, um, especially in an urban county. Mm -hmm. uh, you know we're we're three agents. Uh, and we've got four and a half million people to deal with. So, uh, using things pretty like, mind blowing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you put it in that perspective, it's like uh, and, and, and drip, I, drop, drip, drop. So, so right. So, uh, I think the first thing there is is using these different tools 
for outreach and, and to get the uh, information out is a plus. But, you know, I, I think maybe a lot of people don't realize a lot of this programming is uh, possible because of the volunteers. And I think that's one of the, the keys, uh, and, and people may not know it, that uh, the volunteers, whether it's um, Master Gardeners or Master Naturalists or Master Wellness, you know, on the our, uh, our advisory committees. In our advisory committees, yes. Uh, uh, you know, all these folks are, are, are willing to, to give their time, uh, whether it's input, whether it's direction, whether it's actual, you know, getting out, out there in the garden and, and showing people how to do it. Um, it, it it's, it, it's an interesting program, but it, it, it does work. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, so the three of us are always trying to figure out how do we extend that reach more? How do we reach the, you know, this four and a half million people that are I always uh, looking, looking for the eyes and ears on the ground exactly. kind of type thing because, like you said, with four million people, it's impossible for three people to be able to get, uh, you know, what do they want, what are the needs in precinct one, you know, kind of type thing. Whereas if you have representation there or if you have constant uh, contact with people that you have as far as volunteers and they can get that information back to you. And another thing about the volunteers is that, you know, we are program driven, we're volunteer driven. So we, it's not programs that we necessarily uh, pick ourselves, it's recommendations from the volunteers of that programs that we need to produce out in the countries in the county and so forth like that. So that's a, you know, good point as well. Exactly. All right. Well, I think, um, I, I hope this was helpful for everybody. Uh, you know, those of you listening, I hope you have a better idea now of, of, of who we are uh, and what we've been doing. Uh, we thought it would be fun uh, for our first episode to uh, spend some time letting you uh, get to know us a little bit more. Uh, I guess before we sign off, is there anything unique uh, Shannon, that you want to let people know that people wouldn't know by just meeting you. Hmm. He's pausing. He's looking. Um, that they wouldn't know about me. Um, something interesting. Um, I love to cook. All right. Yeah. What, yeah, hey, we, we, we know can, that. We can attest to that. We can attest that to that. That is not. <laughs> that is a big plus. When Shannon joined us two years, three years ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first time he came and made, uh, he bought in, I don't know if it was gumbo or John. Gumbo, yeah. yeah. I had never had that good a gumbo before. Oh, and and um, the unique thing was I had never put potato salad <laughs> in with the gumbo and uh if you've never done it if, it, if you're from south louisiana you know what paul's talking about it, it it tastes good so uh that that that's a great one that's a great one um brandy i if you don't have one i know one that i could give you okay but i, I want to hear what you're going to say <laughs> It's like I'm interested to hear see what you what you would have to say, but do I want to hear it on the podcast? <laughs> um, I mean, I I think people people closer to me know that I um, I take a lot of photographs, so I definitely one of the callings that I missed or that I chose to not take was being a photographer. Uh, I've definitely taken less photos probably in the last uh, four or five years. Um, 
but that's something that I really enjoy and it also helps me uh, really pay attention to the details that I like when it comes to insects, um, nature, and just things that I think are overlooked a lot. Yeah, I, well, the, the one thing, it ties in with nature. Okay. My, my, my thing was, you know, whenever there's a, uh, if I have a bird question, <laughs> or for an ID, or even insects, yeah. I know Brandy, if she doesn't know it, and if I don't know it, she knows where to find it faster than I do. So uh, I like birds. I, I know, yeah, d definitely with the birds. We were, we're all right. We're, we are in new offices now. We're on the tenth floor off of Highway 290, and we're sitting in our, our offices are next to each other. And the next thing I heard was, "There's a hawk going by," and I'm like, "Okay, that's good to know." But uh, you looked out, and then uh, later that week, I went. Uh, go into the car, that hawk was sitting on uh, one of the wires across the way. So uh, yeah. she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, when, when, you, when you meet birders, um, they have life lists, and those are mm -hmm. all the birds that they've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I have not been very good at that, but I have had, um, I have taken a 10th floor um, extension office bird list, and I, I add to it every time <laughs> I see a new one. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm there. So awesome. Awesome. All right, Paul, the tables are turned on you tables now. Tables are turned on me. I guess the, the one thing, yeah, and well, you guys would know this, but, um, you know, we, we've got, my wife and I, we've got four kids, and of those four kids, we had a set of triplets. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they are now 24, so we made it through. Um, they're all went to school and things like that, but uh, um, you talk Going about really, really well. You, you yeah. talk about life changing, um, and I, I think it goes in ties in with uh, you know my wife was very uh, schedule oriented, and in the past I was always sort of last minute. When I was an undergrad, I was last minute doing. I would have never thought that about you. <laughs> no, no, I was always last never. minute doing because I, I like that pressure of oh you know the deadline. Yeah. Well, that had changed, you know, so in these 20 plus years of, of raising so these kids. She converted you. We've, uh, yes, uh, I've definitely learned how to uh, schedule my time a lot better because you have to. Um, yeah. So, um, but it's all been good. It's all been fun. So, uh, with that, uh, I want to thank you all for joining us for our first homegrown podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did uh, putting it together for you. Uh, and we look forward to uh, delivering more of these. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, we will be coming in with uh, more podcasts. So for myself, Paul Winsky, Shannon Beats, and Brandy Keller, we want to thank you for joining us. And again, we are the Ag and Natural Resources Unit uh, here in Harris County for Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. And this is the Homegrown Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Homegrown Podcast, provided by the Agriculture and Natural Resources Unit of the Harris County Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Office. If you have any questions or need more information about the Homegrown series or any of AgriLife's other programs, please visit our website at harris.agrilife.org. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon.